Hey everybody, I'm Chad Ecker, that's Eric Martin. This is the Fantasy Golf Pod Sunday Night Support Group. We're cracking beers. Oh my God, what happened? It went everywhere. <laughs> Who would have thought? God, uh, we're cracking beers and talking golf. That's what we do. We're doing it live on YouTube each and every Sunday night. Support. Um, if you're joining us on YouTube, like and subscribe, rate and review. If you're on iTunes, we're those places. And hey, if you haven't signed up, sign up for FanshareSports.com. It's a website that allows you to get access to statistics and information that makes you a better DraftKings player. Uh, How's the microphone? Is it working? Sounds good from, from my end, but, you know. You know, because we've had problems with these damn microphones. Because we're amateur hour in our garages, my friends. We're not even real people. I'm back in the garage, though, because it's warm enough to be out here, Eric. It's uh, 40, balmy 40 out here. Yeah. That's got to be an absolute joy. Look at that. He's got I mean, it's almost 50. It's got near. Oh, I don't even have my jacket on. It's crazy. I got this crazy winter hat, but I'm not. Wearing my jacket today, uh, so there you go. Uh, oh, that's a, that. We need this. We need this scrolling across the bottom. The FanshareSports.com promo code is Fantasy Golf Pod to get twenty percent off. Do that. All right, each and every Sunday night we come to you live, like I mentioned. And uh, what are we going to talk about? Well, uh, this week we talk about. Well, we talk about every week the winning lineup in the short game because that's what we are. We're one dollar short game players. They call it on DraftKings short game, twenty entries maximum. For one dollar <laughs> maximum, <laughs> not one hundred and fifty. Now, tonight we're going to talk about Max Homa, who won. But the real truth is that Tony stole the show. It was Tony's failure that ended up being the story. So we'll Don't leave with Tony. Well, you know, it's what it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the winning lineup in the short game, like I mentioned. And then uh, we're going to talk about DFS strategy like we do. I try to come up with things. We solve DraftKings every week. And this week, <laughs> I, I have an idea or two. So that'll be a thing. Uh, and then we'll talk about the outrage, of course. We'll talk about what we were told. We'll talk about and predict the pricing for the WGC. The next tournament on the list, it's a workday championship at concessions. Oh. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. But, hey, be part of the show. Chat along. I can show the comments on the screen. So if you're live with us, let's hear from you. Either way, let's start with, well, I was going to say, hey, before the day started today, like Dustin Johnson is going to be the story. He's going to run away with it. It's like, why would you fade Dustin Johnson? Dustin Johnson the best golfer of all time. He won again. That's what I thought it was going to be. But instead, we – Ended up with, uh, well, we texted you and I about how this is a boring tournament. Sam Burns is killing it. He's not messing up. It's like, you know, it's boring. But then all of a sudden, it got good. And it got decent at the end there when it got into a playoff. I mean, it was great. It ended up being a really entertaining week, the uh, Genesis. It really did. Uh Coming in, you know, with that type of a lead that we saw Burns, you know, third round going to the fourth round. I don't know. I, I, I've, we were rooting on Burns. Let's just admit that straight up. Oh, well, right? I love Burns. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. Burns. So I was under Burns, and, and he was hot early on here in the fourth round. And I, I thought, wow, this is going to happen. But then, you know, this is a tough course, and that was proven. We were told, you know, we'll get we'll get to the we were told. 
mm-hmm. section, but but you know the uh, Riviera proved that it was, you know, it's a test, it's a challenge. Twelve under par is a winning score year in and year out, despite you know the mismanagement that we saw unfold, uh, yeah, on Saturday, uh, with the wind and the and the dry conditions. So, you know, it was. <sighs> It ended up being fun to watch at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like we thought things, and then they weren't always true. But at the same time, we still got a tournament. We still got some entertainment out of the end of the day, and we got to see Tony Finau choke again. I mean, congrats to Max Homa. Great win there. You almost choked it yourself, you fool. They're both frauds, both non-killers. We know that. But Tony Finau is the true non-killer. My God, top five. Tony can't finish Finau. I did a poll on our Twitter page. I should bring that up, actually. I don't, I don't even know the results. So each and every week, we're going to incorporate the Fantasy Golf Pod Twitter page, and we're going to try to make content out of it. I asked about approach shots, whether you have it out of the rough from 80 yards or 100 yards from the fairway, and what would you want? And, of course, people are choosing the fairway from 100 yards, but it's not the right answer, according to Josh Bennett and other people uh, in the stats world. But at the same time, what are you comfortable with? Either way. Oh, whoops. Where am I going? I need to go to the Fantasy Golf Pod I'm going to do a poll or two. So if you want to participate in the polls and then you come on and we talk about kind of what the content was, you don't even have to follow me on Twitter. We'll just talk about it. And today I did a poll. It was called, uh, you kind of inspired this idea, whether you're encouraged by the good play or you're discouraged by his inability to win. And I overwhelmingly thought, oh, this is a post or a poll that makes no sense. And it's not even necessary to even poll people. Of course, they're encouraged. Look at these results. They're insane. But so far, Eric, 240 human beings have answered the poll, A or B, encouraged or discouraged. And people are encouraged at the tune of only 80%, though. Does that shock you that it's only 80%? I, I don't know why the word only is being used. 80%. I mean, the 20% are clearly haters. <laughs> and that's what Twitter is filled with. And so I, I don't take a whole lot from a Twitter poll. Uh, 80% uh, makes sense to me. It should be higher. Yes. Encouraged. Of course you should be an encouragement. Like this is a great thing to see him having these opportunities each and every week. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. Like you have the argument, like, would you rather have the guy that's consistently good or the guy that flames every once in a while and gets the win? It's like, I think you'd rather be Tony Fina. Of course you have more money. You have more FedEx Cup points and opportunities, and you will break through. I don't think this is a Matsuyama moment where you're worried this is going to be him forever or fill in a major type thing where you're like, are we sure he could ever break through? You know, like I don't think that's the way with Fino. I think Fino is fine, and he'll eventually get the win, break through. Like everybody Explain knows. to me how he choked. Explain to me how he choked because there was no choking unfolding there. There was some choking by Burns. Who held the 50 uh, lead this that, week? I don't know if he necessarily choked this time because the other people choked to allow him to have the opportunity to have. I think he missed a putt that he, you know, he missed that five footer that he could have won. Yeah. But there's a couple moments where he did choke. But, but do we even, are we discouraged that, that he's going to choke and never win? Like, I'm not. No, because eventually others are going to choke around him while he wins. So that's that's kind of what happens when people win tournaments is that somebody just continues to play well and the others don't. Well, would you continue to bet Tony Finau to win a golf tournament because he's going to break through? But is it is it stupid to do that? 
Well, you're the better. I'm not the better, but I did ask you about that. And I don't know. I guess it depends on his odds here continuing forward. I mean, like, you know, he, he was, he's, he's always been a losing, he's always been a losing winning bet here for how long years and years. And whether it was 33 to what you said, you put in a master's 33 to one. I love that. I absolutely love that number. Is that well, a bad I mean, number? I don't know anything about betting. No, it's a fair <laughs> number. I think, I don't know. I just thought fun that I, I thought maybe if he wins this week, I got to get a bet in on, you know, and I did it a couple days ago and oh, registered. Number, the number is probably better now then that he's. Well, uh, I don't know. We'll see when it comes down to it. And that's months away or well, not even. It's like a month and a half now. It's a month and a half away, dude. It's February. It's March. It's pretty much March. All right, Eric, let's get on from the phone, the phony Fino. <laughs> Stop it. Wait, there's so many good nicknames. Top five Tony, can't finish now. Phony Tony, phony Fino, phony Tony Fino. Cameron Smith. We were told a lot of things this week. Oh, we were? Okay, well, let's get to that, but we're not going to get to that quite yet because each and every week we start with a mega profit story. Did you win any money or were you bad? Or were you as bad as me? Uh, I salvaged uh, a minus like 20 bucks. I lost 20 bucks. Yeah, lost twenty five well, bucks. I thought Justin Thomas would be good. That was a mistake. That didn't help you. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, all right, let's look at the GPP winning lineup. I'm going to share the screen on uh, YouTube here. If you're on iTunes, I apologize. I'll try to describe what we're looking at as best I can. Um, to this week, you could find. Don't look at my bad lineup of work. This guy was winning like on Saturday too. By the way, this lineup. I had oh, you track. you were tracking the old. I was, uh, I was tracking B Stouts, and okay. I don't. Sometimes I don't know, like when you if you log in on your uh, desktop or your, uh, you know, uh, MacBook or whatever, it'll it'll indicate like a number next to the the lineup, which I feel like is like that's their fifteenth lineup or their eighteenth lineup. This says twentieth lineup, so if that was the twentieth lineup he made, <laughs> and he won on it. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know how that number is decided. I don't know how that makes. I don't know what it means either. But he could have tinkered and, you know, whatever. We don't know. Anyway, we do know that he had Dustin Johnson and he had Tony Fino. He had Max Homa and he had Fitzpatrick and Burns. And then he used the flyer of Wes Bryan. Wow. And he won by one, this guy. So, like, dang. What did this D-Bulls have? This D-Bulls made more sense. He went double nines, eight, seven, seven, seven. This $6,100 flyer gets you DJ, though. and But you didn't really need DJ, did you? At eighth place. But here's the thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. These are the types of bills you're competing against in these tournaments. You, you know, the, the balance build was good for second place, was good for... Uh, fourth place here, it looks Third, like. Third, fourth, no, fifth, sixth. Yeah, it was good for all. Of them. It was good for, for second and fifth place, you know, fading all of the 10K range. But in the end, you know, Dustin Johnson <laughs> at 20%, it's indicative of the fact that people are taking a DJ, top price golfer, and then, and then you know, that's where you have to figure things out from there. The West Bryan, I mean, like this person was clearly uh, willing to risk, you know, whatever. How the hell, like... I was told that people that are bad off the tee are not long. Isn't Wes Bryan like the exact opposite? This person clearly wasn't care, wasn't concerned about that. They took 
guys that can bomb it and then took one guy that can't. Amazing. Amazing. Why the West Bryant? I guess it didn't even matter either. He was awful. He was T43 and plus one and scored 65 DraftKings points, but he got the nuts with the other guys. He was first, right. second, third, fifth, eighth. So, yeah, I mean, it take, we do this now every single week, and we have found that, it, you know, different ways to skin a cat. There's so many ways to win, and there's different ways to get points, and you don't have to do it all the same way. Like one guy used ROM and a bunch of AKs. This guy used Xander and Finau and didn't care. You know, uh, Anthony, this guy used... Rom Finau Homa, okay. This guy is Xander Finau Homa. Patrick Cantley Finau Hovland Homa. Fowler. I'm like, my God, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, it literally doesn't matter. This is roulette for sure. How is this not roulette? Should we stop playing in this contest? Because you basically just need to get lucky. No, you, you, you said already that this is... Payout wise for a GPP, you know, you play double. No, that's up. fair. I mean, we're talking a dollar, you lose or win, and you win a right. thousand. And it is kind of roulette no matter what you do. So why not just do it for a dollar and do it for fun and do it in the short game where it is fair? Like the payout is somewhat fair compared to some of these contests. Um, I want to share my uh, screen that we do each. We're we talking about um, what's it called? The uh, price versus ownership versus scoring. Let me. Figure out what I'm doing. I thought I was doing Watch this. Okay, so each week, if you're following on YouTube, you'll see that we go over who was the most owned guy and then how many points they scored and can you eat chalk and did chalk fail? And it looked like there were four guys above 20% owned and Xander was the most owned at 28. and He was decent, scoring 72 points. He was in a couple of those winning lineups. Patrick Hanley, also decent at 25% in the winning lineups. Dustin Johnson at 21%, also in the winning lineup. Victor Havlin, over 20% if he was in one of those winning lineups. And then right underneath 20%, Tony Finau was basically in all of those lineups. So uh, what can you do there, Eric? Can you avoid these names or are you just going to be an idiot and not eat chalk to try to just have the one week out of 20 now, it seems. It used to be one out of 10. We're like, yeah, be contrarian because that one week out of 10, you'll win money. And it's like, why not just be not contrarian and win nine out of 10 weeks? So then we start going, okay, what the hell? Contrarian. Why do you need to be contrarian? Is it because you're looking at Carlos Ortiz? That's where you need to be contrarian because that's the one that fails. But how do you – Carlos, Cameron Tringali, Cameron Davis, all these names. How do you differentiate who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the Corey Connors and who's going to be the Zalatoris? It's all the same, right? Yeah. I mean, the Car- Carlos Ortiz was the big bomb there at, at just about 20% in the short game. And, you know, the, he was talked up quite a bit. I think rightly so. He was coming in with great form and uh, I believe had, had performed well at this course, which, you know, we were, we're always told I am a course history guy, so I won't blame we were told on, on that necessarily, but yeah, it's just, you gotta, <laughs> was Xander needed at 28%? No, not in the winning GPP lineup, but, but you didn't, he, he still could have got you second. And that it just yeah, literally exactly. means that there is, you know, an element of the guy above you got luckier than you. So, like, you still didn't need to not play him or play him. Like, everyone was talking about, oh, Xander this, Xander that. Like, it doesn't matter. You could be 100% Xander, and you could end up in either first place, fifth place, 
or not even close. Like Xander itself doesn't matter to your lineups. Xander alone has no makes no difference of you winning or losing. It's not up to Xander. It's there's five other golfers on your lineup. Okay, who scored the most? Max Homa, then Finau and Sam Burns, of course. Is there anyone crazy? CT Pan. Oh my gosh, this sh- we should just lead in with uh, <laughs> to the I was told segment. My God, what are we told that bombers needed to be on this course or picked on this course? Granted, Finau is sort of bomber. Burns is bomber. Cam Smith, somewhat a bomber. Ron's bomber. But this is how it is every week, Eric. Oh my God, look at Fowler. He scored seventy-eight points. And Norin and Matt Jones. Oh my god! And I said it. <laughs> ownership on. I was like, these dudes are going to be good because they're low owned in the seven K range, and that and those names have been popping. You you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, I did see that. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. CT Pan at twentieth place yet, according to the the model that you're putting forward here, seventh seventh in DraftKings scoring. Uh, that's surprising too. And what was you know. Kind of started off as a birdie fest, then wasn't, then was again. You know, you're thinking placement points are going to be huge at a uh, tough scoring Riviera. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm sure. Here, let's let's talk about this real quick. Is that the uh, you know the the perfect lineup is probably going to have. Uh, a ton of dollars left on the table, right? Like we, we've we've seen that we've seen that over the years. But here's the thing: is that we we kind of thought for a while like pricing is an illusion, and maybe we're trying to seek that. Maybe we're trying to say you don't need you just take you can kind of take these random groups and leave thousands on the table. The problem is that this is what I was thinking about, and I wanted to hear your uh, reaction to this: is that you know when you're in the short game, nobody's doing that, so you're not having to really compete against people who are leaving t- uh, thousands of of uh DraftKings dollars on the tables when they're building alliances you're going you're, you're competing against people who are starting clearly with with two people in the 10k range or two or a 10 and a 9k range or a two 9k range the the the, the builds are all the same and you're just hoping to get lucky basically and that's way easy it's way easier to get lucky even though it's impossible to get lucky in these gpps with that format it's way easier to get lucky when you know that you should probably take a 10k and a 9k or a t- two tens and an eight or a nine K and a nine K rather than trying to come up with the perfect lineup because the perfect lineup, when does that happen? Where, where you used up a majority of your, your salary cap. That's well, it's just really, it, it comes down to the fact that like they're priced there for a reason. Exactly. I mean, they're priced there based on an algorithm, based on someone's model. I'm sure or whatever that's smarter than you, that you probably, if you created a model for years and years and years, it would probably spit out the same answers this model gives out. So like, you're not going to gain any edge on that or whatever. So no. what you're trying to do is you're trying to like act like you're smarter than the Vegas model or whatever, like that's producing these prices and that you're going to leave money off the table and click the right name. And it's like, you're double doing, I mean, that's not necessary at all. You could you could spend all the money like every time. So pricing is an illusion, but it's not when you're when you're trying to you know win and play against people. Let's yeah. add this back up onto the screen and let's bring in a comment here. We got a guy named Cecil Peters. He says, "Hey gang, you didn't think Homa? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you know what? I saw you had Homa, Cecil, and I was like, I can't have Homa. <laughs> can't pick him because if Cecil's got him, I don't know if I could have him because." What does Cecil know? Uh, clearly, he knows something. 
<laughs> what did he know? What did he? What did you know? <laughs> yeah, how did you know that, Cecil? We'd love to hear from you. Why don't you reflect on that on your pod this week? We'll check in with you. You do have a pod on YouTube. Go check it out. Find it. Um, the next segment is the We Were Told. We started with the, you know, we're told stuff about cream <laughs> rising to the top. Hey, let's talk about that. The cream will rise. This is the segment we call We Were Told. Watch this. I'm going to go like this. We were told. We were told. <laughs> All that time, it's just we were told. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, but didn't we get told the cream would rise to the top? Are we going to look in that? Are we going to look into the, the leaderboard here real quick? I mean, yeah. I can share that. I mean, is what what's the cream here? John Rahm, T5, not needed in GPPs? Tony Finau, is he is he a lead? Yeah. Uh, he's Is he a cream? Because I think the cream was more like the 10K range or whatever, right? That's what I always assume. JT, Rory. Bryson, all those fucking clowns missed the cut. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. JT is like supposed to be good. Look, look at this. Okay, so you got the leaderboard here. You got home at the top. He's not freaking cream. Burns and Finau are like we know of them, but yeah, I guess Finau could apply. And then Rom did his typical sixty-six Sunday and back tour. You know, he's the what Bagos calls him the. Kucher, the Spanish Kucher of his backdoor top fives, top tens. So he did it again. And, you know, he's cream. But otherwise, you got Hovland. Like, wasn't he like 8,700? You can't consider that. Same with $7,600 Fitzpatrick, even though he is in the top 25 of the world. Uh, Molinari, uh, not cream, but used to be. And then DJ at T8 was supposed to win. That was another thing we were told, Eric. We were told that Dustin Johnson, there's no way he can't win. What were his better? What was his betters, betters odds? Betting. Betting odds were plus five hundred, so you basically had to bet a hundred dollars and you could win five hundred. <laughs> what were his top eight odds? <laughs> like minus fucking odds. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I literally didn't even look into that. So yeah, but I was told he was gonna win. So. But otherwise, I mean, there's no cream here. Xander is the next closest guy that maybe you can consider Cantlay and Xander. What the hell? I was told. But uh, it actually is true that, like, I mean, about 50% of what we were told does come true. Yeah. Uh, in terms of each one of these. So, like, cream does right at the top. Well, sort of. Course history matters. Well, sort of. Because, like, weren't we told that uh, there were, like, Kang? Kang is good here. Adam Scott. And then we saw it for, like, two seconds. And then yeah. it fizzled out. So, we were told that course history matters. It's going to matter more than last week. Oh, DJ. That's why DJ is the best ever here. How can he lose? Um, like that's what's a master's correlation. It's a master's. Let's look again. Fino's good at the masters. Cam Smith's good at the masters. Rom, maybe sometimes. Fitzpatrick, does he play well at the masters? Molinari at the masters. DJ at the masters. So maybe it is. But well, then I guess it makes sense. But then no, because Homa, Burns, Victor Hovland, and you know, Clark, Matt Jones. Patrick Rogers, Norin, Gooch. I mean, this is just random the other way, too. So I think that's just, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, we're, we're looking for, you know, everybody's searching for things, for reasons, for, you know, to dig into, uh, to say something during the, during the podcast on Tuesday morning. Well, if you feel like you were wronged in what you were told, <laughs> and you're like, hey, that yeah. is annoying. Exactly the opposite is happening. 
right now in front of my eyes. You tweet at the Fantasy Golf Pod and you tell us, I was told this and this is not happening. And then we will bring it up every week. So you want to be on the show, we can do that. And you can tweet us. The next segment, though, we have some segments and we're doing this. This is a Sunday night support group. We talk about our DFS wins and losses, mostly losses. And then we talk about strategy stuff. And I've got a lot of strategy stuff. So I can take this thing down off the... We were told down... Hey, guys, I'm going to get better at this, I promise. I'm just doing this on YouTube, so uh, this is called PGA uh, <laughs> DFS Strategy. They tell me that this is going to keep engagement for longer. Oh, it will. When that you know, if I show PGA DFS oh. Strategy, people will like log in right now, and they'll see that, and they'll be like, oh, they're talking about strategy. Maybe I'll stick around. Okay, so then do it. Stick around. Here we go. Uh, we got to get better. Think about this. Think about this concept. Play guys in good form who would have thought <laughs> people who have good finishes i try them again makes sense right don't exactly. overthink i mean uh, granted just like we were told like half the time that stuff's come true with half the time it's bullshit this is the same thing like half the time the guy in good form is good and half the time the guy in good form is bad and that happens and but and half the time the guy that missed the cut ends up being all right the next week. So, like, we're not trying to say that all size fits all. But at the same time, it's probably, I mean, if, you know, compared to a model or some stats that spit out names, like the names that you just saw, the names that are on the leaderboards of the last couple of weeks, those names, just click those names. If they're in the tournament that week and they haven't played seven weeks in a row or they didn't put their ass off and you see that and they're like, okay, this guy's alive and well last week. Oh, why not just use him again? I saw him. I know he's like somewhat decent at golf. I just saw it. Just play that again. Right at half form. What are we doing? Just like this week, we cut it on Cantlay and Spieth. They didn't do great today or whatever, but they're a lot, hell of a lot better than the JTs, the Morikawas, the Bryces that ruined us bigly. We were just speculating on it. We we're going to throw a little dice on those guys. Why not throw the dice on the guy that you saw? Cantlay almost won. Spieth almost won two weeks in a row. They were there. They were better picks than JT, and I'm an idiot. Yeah, and I mean, I was looking at Burns uh, coming into this, and it was like, why didn't you click Burns? Well, I did have some Burns, but but it's like, what what what, what of his what of his stats would have led you to believe that he was going to win, which he didn't. Um, whereas Max Homa, you know, coming in here, apparently <laughs> those stats they sh they shine brightly in Cecil's eyes, and he loved it, clicked it. Bet it. His approach numbers pretty uh, clear from his from his previous starts here, which was you know would look good. So that I mean, yeah, good. it's not really always about starts and stats, and it's always about you know whatever you want it to be about, and don't worry about it. And then also remember, Eric, what are your goals? You remember those things? That's like the first step. To everything what do you want to accomplish doing this every, each and every week and it's for us for fun we make 20 lineups it's fun for us but it's more fun for us when we're winning and how do you win in 20 lineup strategy is you get six of six that's what you try to do you're trying to maximize your six of six that's what we're trying to do and i've been doing this for a little while now we've been plugging away attempting it each and every week 21, 21, 21. I did 21 names, 21 lineups, $21 every week for about a year. And that's not enough names, Eric. You know what that does to your uh, your uh, a percentage of six of six capability? It decreases it. 
Here's what it does. If you go lower on your player pool, smaller of your player pool, less names, that increases your chance of getting about a dozen six of six. Sure. That increases your chances of getting about 14, six of sixes. But it definitely decreases your chance of getting that three consistent four, five consistent six of six lineups out of 20. That's what I'm going for, though, now. I'm not reaching for that one week where I get 30 or 30. If I get 12 or 13 six sixes, I'm going for that consistent every week. I got four or five consistent every week. I get four or five. And I think by having more names in your player pool, you increase your possibility of having three, four or five, six of sixes. You definitely decrease your chances of having a dozen six of sixes. Sure. But in the game of life and in this drafting stuff, we see every single week there's about 10% to 20% of the lineups are six of six. I'm just trying to get double that. I'd like to get four or five. I'd like to have 20, 30% of my lineups every week to get six of six through to have myself a chance at taking the whole thing. I know, yes. It'd be nice to have a dozen. And you sure, you could probably get it with 30, 33 names. You could probably get a dozen six of six lineups. It's going to be kind of hard. You're going to need to get about 25, six, seven, or 33 through the cut. Probably not going to do that. But I definitely know that I'm going to increase my potential chance of getting four, five, six of sixes with 33 names because I'm going to not ruin eight lineups, nine lineups by decreasing my player pool, having it 21 names and being dumb and going narrow, going for that, uh, you know, aggressive, good, great week. And I don't care about those anymore. I just want to have a chance every week. I like having four, six of six teams and then, you know, seeing where the chips fall at that point, but to, to go in with 21 names, you're reducing your chance at getting four, six of sixes because you could just go zero. You're but you're basically going to get you get ruined by a couple people and you're going to have to have be heavy on more people because you don't have enough to diversify. So that's why going with 30, 33 names, 34 names. Sure. It's a crazy thought, but I think I have a better chance of getting three or four sixes sixes with 30 names than I do with 24 names. Does that make any sense? Well, I uh it does make sense, but I don't. I don't blame the the DraftKings player who decides that they want to have a condensed player pool and and have that be a more riskier player pool. And then if it hits, it hits. And then when it doesn't, it doesn't. You this know? is all about your goals and what you want to do. And my goal each week is to get a bunch of six sixes. And I think my I'm sick of going for twelve and having zero or one, and going for twelve having zero or one, going for twelve having zero or one. So I'm gonna go now for five. I'm going to just go for five. I'm not going for 12 anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I'd rather go for five and get five more often than have the 12 or one, 12 or one. Cause even if you have 12, you don't have much and you definitely have more often. You're you have one six to six than you have 12, six to six because you're, you're risking it for the biscuit. So then I'm just going to now do 30, 30 or four, 30 or so names and make sure I don't go well too heavy on one guy. Cause like for me this week, dude, I went, 30 names. I had Max. I had Fitzpatrick. I had uh, Finau. I had these guys that I was like, well, you know, I can't, can't have everybody. I got to get, got to go, got to make decisions. But what do I know? I don't know anything. So then I'm crossing names off just to cross them off instead of going instead of six guys or six lineups with this one guy, just do three and three. So we talked about this going back and forth. We're like, dude, 
do you really need eight? No. Do you need seven out of your 20 out of this one guy? No. You just need to decide. You're going to use everybody that's good, and you have to decide between, again, this is where you can make decisions. Use the guy. Use the Fitzpatrick. Use the out, Use everybody. But click two or three instead of six or seven. So you then have everyone's name, you know, everyone above 8K, you're using everybody, but then you decide between three, four, and five shares for that guy. And that's how you decide. And that's more, I mean, because otherwise you're going to get to the point where it's Sunday and I made decisions and I see the leaderboard and I'm like, one of my lineups, had I just used one of the shares of this guy, could have been there because I had other guys that were good. Dude, hold on a second. Hold on. Calm down. Calm down. Does this make any sense? The guy that won the short game had a stack of DJ Homa Burns. Okay. We did. And then he sprayed the other three spots. With- for all 20? No, no, no. For for the top you can only you can only look up lineups from people who are in like the top like four hundred, I think. Okay. So I have no idea. This guy made 20 lineups clearly, but his his top three that are in the searchable lineups had DJ, Homa, and Burns. And then he sprayed. I mean, he had Zalatoris and Tringali and Lee in one, and then Hovland and Lanto and HV3. And then in his winner, he had Finau, Fitzpatrick, and Wes Bryan. So, like, this guy clearly had a decision about a core. And I think that's what we're talking about when it comes to spraying and diversifying your shares of individuals is that, you know, take a stand like this guy clearly. And I had, I had a similar stand when it came to Dustin Johnson. I thought that he was going to be needed to win. I didn't, I didn't, to win a GPP. I didn't think that I didn't know if he was going to win. I was told how does he not win? But, but starting the lineup with Dustin Johnson felt to me like the proper way to go about things. And it seems to be the, the fact here that we're seeing with the short game. I don't know about some of the other contests, but this guy, you know, he said, oh, DJ Homa Burns. He did that three times, and then he filled in nine other players. Right, so then he now was one of those nine other players that happened to be on this winning lineup. So that's cool. Like, yeah, you don't need to have the, the this seems to me to, you know, provide evidence to your argument there that you don't need to have this super condensed player pool. You might want to have certain stacks. I like this idea. I do this. I take certain sure. stacks and I, you know, mix them around or whatever. No, exactly. He got it right there at the end there with with his final one. If this was his twentieth lineup that he built, which I don't know if that is that what that means. We'll have to. Yeah. Why are you so obsessed with that? Who cares about that? I'm thing? obsessed with it. That's stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm obsessed with Jesse it. says to pick. He loves it. He says, pick your core three and sprinkle the rest. And Eric, you've been kind of doing that and therefore ending yeah. up with like 50 names. But but you're going to win or lose if those three guys are good or bad. I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. So you yeah. can do that. You can go downhill in that way, but still have a chance to do something differently. But I am saying the goal we discussed a couple weeks ago was to get as many six of sixes as we can using 20 lineups using the names, trying to get as many sixes, sixes as you can. And I think to get as many as you can, the highest likelihood of doing that each and every week consistently is to have 30 or so, 33 names, 34 names, because you're not going too heavy on one. You're not going too heavy on another. That won't give you a lot of names, but that or a lot of sixes, sixes, probably ever. But 
it will always almost guarantee you at least one or two, and you'll maybe get three or four or five, and that's more than the field, and that's what I'm going for. So I'm just saying that the benefit of using more names means that you're going to increase your chances of getting a couple sixes, sixes. So that's what I want to do, increase my chances of getting more sixes, sixes, having that dice roll. doesn't really matter. It's how you want to play, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... And then we can talk about how you want to allocate your bankroll, Eric, do you have any thoughts on how people allocate their bankrolls? Because, I mean, do well, you, why do you have an opinion on someone's bankroll? Well, clearly people have an opinion on your bankroll that you make known. I, I, I'll i just put it out there right now. If anybody's listening, I, I haven't tweeted out what my bankroll is, but it's basically similar to yours, <laughs> the $20 short game. And then we've been doing the $12 single entry albatross. And that's all I basically wager other than our $1 league. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, I guess. So this, the, the idea that like, there's this, this like <laughs> high school mentality of, oh, you only bet that much each week. That like, bothers you. That does bother me. Like, what? I mean, if you're a tag, I don't have it. I don't, I don't take issue with if somebody wants to wager a certain amount of dollars, I, that doesn't affect my life, and I'm not going to question it because I'm not a fucking asshole on uh, or a troll on Twitter that's going to go and do it to well, other people. You know why, though, Eric, is because you don't care because you're not betting the maximum that you can afford to bet and wondering why other people don't do that, too, because that's those that's who those people are. <laughs> The people that bash others bank. Go ahead. Tell the story. It's a bankroll issue. What, what do you? What, who was it? Who attacked you? Well, this isn't really DFS strategy anymore. What are you talking about? Someone <laughs> attacked me. They, who attacked me? Well, you've you've been attacked a number of times for. Well, I wanted to talk about Amanda Rose is being attacked for betting two dollars. Oh yeah, that was what I was thinking of, like this week particularly. But yeah, we're not fans of Amanda Rose. That, I mean, we love her. She's she's so talented. So no. I was just shocked people would ever bash her for anything. But at the same time, who cares what she bets? I mean, why would you even care what she bets? But the real truth is, like, you know what? If you're bashing others because of their bankrolls, you may have the bankroll problem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe you're betting more than you can afford to bet, which is probably true because, listen, I don't hear – bashing from Ryan for my $10 or anybody who's betting actual money and good a lot, like a, a like a Joe do you think he gives a shit about my $2 he doesn't he doesn't care what I do with my money because he's doing what he wants to do with his money it's the people that have a problem with my money they're like whoa dude you're so poor you can't afford to bet more a oh, whoa loser cuz i can afford to bet this much so i'm you know it's like no dude I may or may not be able to afford to bet more. That has nothing to do with my finances. It's just like if people get upset and they're worried about other people because they're the ones that are over leveraging themselves. And they're also the ones that aren't revealing how much they're actually betting them, you know, publicly. They, 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 they're triggered. They're triggered because they see you saying that you're betting the house with a $10 bet. Right, that triggers something. when they know when they know that like in their you know uh, bad addiction problem they've put thousands on some number that you know could financially ruin them potentially and probably has and they've gone on ups and downs or whatever but they're not being public about their their number 
Well, betting more doesn't equate to you knowing more. No. I mean, how much right. you bet is 100% a personal thing. And it, it really doesn't <laughs> even need to be discussed. Like, I probably shouldn't even reveal that I'm betting $10 or a dollar or whatever. That doesn't make any, that shouldn't make any difference. Just like Feinbergs or the EPATs of the world, they don't tell you exactly how much they bet. Right. I think and, people, though, because it's their, I'm not embarrassed. I don't give a fuck. Like, I will, I know you're not. I will gladly care. take the shit from someone because it doesn't bother me. I'm literally betting for entertainment purposes only. And I also know it could get back to my wife or I don't know. Someone that I know is watching this. They're wondering, this dude's betting 50 bucks on every guy he bets on. Like what a psycho, like how much is he losing every year? Because nobody wins at betting. I already know that I've I'm 36. I've bet a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. I've been to Vegas a bunch of times to know that you can't beat the casino so at the same time so this is all for entertainment so like it's not entertaining to me if i'm nervous about my wife finding out that i have a 40 dollars bet on jt and he's god awful that's embarrassing and maybe she'll go you think we need to do this every week you fucking suck at this and you're stupid and you don't know anything so you're gonna bet real money and then i say where i go i'm betting ten dollars and then she goes oh never mind i don't give a shit so that's part of it yeah and i think that it needs to be said that you and I, I know for sure myself entering this, you've been in the industry for, for far longer than I have as far as like betting and fantasy and all that stuff. But, but my, my uh, approach in this, it's just, it's it's funny. Let's just admit, admit the straight fact. We've, we entered this arena playing for, you know, measly amounts of money because it adds to the entertainment value of, a sport that we enjoy watching already. Whereas I think that as we've gotten deeper and deeper and deeper into this is that we've started to realize that there's some people out there with some serious problems with gambling and it's being masked by this sort of Twitter world uh, support system that that's going on. And I think we're doing, I think I love this program that we've started here on Sunday is to say, no, that's not reality. You shouldn't be doing that. No. You should be doing what we're doing, which is playing for money and for fun, just to add to the experience. Like I didn't, have, I, I was, I knew I was losing the day, but I was watching. I, I watched Homa miss, and uh, you know, I felt bad for Homa. I felt bad for Burns. I felt, you know, I was watching. We're we're loving this shit. Yeah, look, these guys, they all know. They so, know. We're, we're, we got some people. We got people that know. But Jish is outraged that there hasn't been an outrage segment. And we're getting to it. We're getting to the outrage segment. Josh is like the, the king of outrage on Twitter. I'm just going to scroll his Twitter page every Sunday night during the outrage segment. And we'll figure out what people are outraged about because he's outraged about it. But before we leave the segment, we do want to like say, hey, listen, okay? It's not an attempt to make money to get a for, uh, you know contra- a contribution to your 401k or build a college tuition fund for your kid gambling on dfs golf like that is not a thing do not do that if you are thinking that this is the way to that then there's a phone number to call it's called 1-800 gambler <laughs> so don't do that oh and then listening to other people's advice like are taking someone else's advice and paying for that advice that's stupid as fuck dude don't listen to these tout shows as if they know anything or they know more than you it's more just for entertainment and they'll admit that like the people that are doing the tout shows like yeah, it's a it's a sad world it's a sad, lonely world. And like they 
you know, <laughs> they lose all the time. So like it is a terrible world and then you're mad at them on top of it. So like you shouldn't be mad at them. Just walk away from Don't them. Get mad at them please. Yeah, like, understand that they're I just like know. you, but they just somehow have you watching them. Idiots. Okay. Oh, last thing for strategy stuff with like, how about play your own name, play your names every week, play the same uh, name. Oh my God. I need to start. This is like, what do you, okay. Do you go to the roulette table and you're like, I'm not going to play red 23 tonight, even though I love to play red 23, because if you don't, the worst thing that happens, Eric, on a roulette table is if you're not playing your number, guess what happens? The next roll, bada bang, your number, right? So like, it's like, just play your number every time. Play the same golfers all the time, over and over and over. You're fans of them for some reason or another, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Just then it reduces tilt too. Yes. Why trying to reduce tilt? Yeah, reduce tilt. God. Reduce tilt. Oh man, I didn't play. I didn't play speed this week, and I, I see. Yeah, or I did. I didn't play Burns. I played two shares of Burns. <laughs> playing Burns since he burned me weeks ago. Oh, we every week. Okay. Uh, now, all right. We got there's not a lot of news. So, I mean, we did we already talked about a bunch of stuff. Top five Tony and we Spieth is back or not. That's kind of a bit we're gonna run with on our Twitter pages if Spieth is back. Uh it got up to like 65% this time when I did the poll. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep running the poll and see what happens. Yeah, Viber's yeah. like, is this a bit? Because you just did this, and I'm like, it's a bit. It's a bit. Shh. <laughs> it's it's going to make people angry, too. Outrage. Yeah, I know. Okay, so the <laughs> Bryson or Patrick Reed, were they in the news? Well, yes, Bryson was here at this tournament, at the Genesis, and he was god-awful. He was terrible. I thought he was going to be good. What happened to Bryson? Why was he bad? I thought his length was going to be an advantage. I was it was told. not. <laughs> oh, God. And no one's – I mean, like, he's not even longer than anybody else either, which is weird. Like, everybody's gotten longer by swinging harder and – uh, getting longer drivers and stuff like that, and they didn't have to get fat and go on the news all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not news, but like Instagram or whatever. So Never news, same, same thing. Patrick Reed loves the WGC Mexico, but is he going to love it here in Florida? Probably, right? I, I, Isn't he the defending I, champ? Uh, wow, well, yeah, they're putting me on the spot here. I, I thought he was. Okay, we don't care about it, but uh, let's see. Anything went viral this week? We can talk about that. We do that segment, but no one knows. Oh, with viral, it should have gone viral. The tiger who was drunk on TV today. Did you see Tiger's eyes? <sighs> they were red. They weren't red, but you could tell he's been laying low. And he was pretty red. I think he was. He, you know, mentioned a comment he's that not drunk at, at, at the at the. He's not just showing up. Is he was he there on course? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, I thought so, but at the same time, they were like video conferencing him instead of having him in there. Right, but no, he he he. Oh, Tim says pills probably, (laughs) but yes, he was wasted. It was a rough interview. I mean, I wasn't alone noticing that. You're you were like you're a tiger apologist. We know you, but of course, Tiger loves the party, and he's not worried about his reputation anymore. He was drunk on TV today. You saw it. We saw it. We all saw it. Hey, don't say that about him. No, he's he's undergone a he's undergone a fucking surgery, and he he admitted straight up. The thing I took about it is that he doesn't know when he's going to play again. Maybe this is it. Hmm. He straight up did. He's oh, I hope to even just be at the Masters, let alone 
But he, he said it kind of woozily. You know, you said drunkly, but I I don't know. But oh god, he was drinking. Stop denying it. He's not drinking. He can't be drinking. That would be a bad combination of the pain medicines he's probably having to take. Oh well, he he took one sip of beer and he was drunk because it was pain medicine. Sorry, it was. <sighs> now you were drunk texting me about good old guy. This guy's so good. This guy's so bad. You text me and I'm like in the middle of showing a house or doing something and I haven't paid attention or whatever. And I get a text from you and it's like, dude, so bad. <laughs> this guy's so bad. And then I'm like, oh, no, Ooh. what happened to him? And then I pull the app up and I look at it and he's gotten like three pars in a row. And I'm like, what the fuck? He's not bad. It's just not. Who was I saying that? You, this is every single week. I wanted to bring this up. Today it was Wyndham Clark. You're like, Clark just so bad. And I'm like. Because he didn't eagle the first hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought he had double bogeyed or something because the way you said it. This happens all the time. You actually. No, I don't. I don't say so bad. Par. I just say bad. Yeah, because he had a par. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. He had a par. Come on. <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> that made me outraged. I, 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 I made you outrage. Outrage. Oh, is it time? Each and every week. What was the outrage this week? Let's add the banner up. Outrage. <laughs> <laughs> Golf coverage ending as we approached the cut sweat, and then they automatically just switched randomly to PGA Tour Live. Like, go ahead and watch PGA Tour Live. It's like, what? what is this? Why would they do that? Why do they do that? I'm that, – that deserves outrage. Yeah, I mean uh... – Every week, the coverage is going to be outraged, so uh, we can cover it as much as we want. I okay, so the coverage outrage isn't isn't fun anymore. Well, I, I, I turned on. I, I, I'm going to start <laughs> weaning myself into turning on CBS or whatever fucking channel that golf's on, and and watching some basketball. The end of some basketball game that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. I I'll get used to that. That that's that's my outrage. But I'm, I don't get outrage. I just sit there. Please don't foul out. Just let your you guys lost. Oh, the coach is calling a timeout. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So we know about golf coverage. This is terrible. But um, how about them suspending play because of high winds? Is that did oh that make God. you mad? I didn't care about that. Why is it a big deal? Uh, well, it made me mad. And then I realized I shouldn't have been mad about it because they have theirs, those greens at like a stint of 13 where, you know, poor Keegan, the, the, yeah. Two I, minutes I, before. I, yeah. I mean, like that wasn't a bad putt. The wind just blew it. Like I, it was amazing to see that it flow all the way in between those two bunkers that like little slip. Yeah, I was lucky actually. I was lucky as shit. Yeah, lucky. And then he, I, he did not get up and down though. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the wind. You know, the wind. Wind is a problem. Uh, the PGA should, whoever is running that tournament. I don't want to blame the PGA, but specifically, but whoever is running the tournament should have planned for the fact, like water the shit down. Water or yeah, put the put the holes in easier locations. Yeah, like, come on, like so we don't have to suspend play, and then like all of a sudden, or don't tell them that they're gonna start play again and send them to the range because Lanto Griffin will yell at them and be mad that he has to walk back up the hill. Did you see Lanto was angry about that? Complaining. I, I missed out on that, but I saw that that was uh, in the program here. That's funny. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, "Great, I I said, are you sure? Are we sure? Because I don't want to walk back up that hill again." He doesn't no, like walking totally up. Like 
he's just complaining. He's a millionaire complaining about stupid shit. <laughs> um, c- people were outraged. I saw and annoyed on Twitter about the cardboard cutouts in the background of some of these people's drives. I mean, does that does that bother you? There's no fans, so they have these cardboard cutouts. That doesn't bother me. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. NBA did that, right? Uh, yeah. NFL has done that, I believe, as well. You know, that's what we're dealing with right now. We can't have fucking fans. So there's a cardboard cutout of DJ in front of DJ driving. It's weird. It's, it's funny. Okay, yeah, exactly. I don't care about it whatsoever at all. I didn't even buy. I barely noticed that they were there. And then I saw people tweeting about it. I'm like, you need to get a life. Now, uh, <laughs> the app actually is the one thing that was the outrage. Oh, the, the app goes down halfway through the fourth round and everybody can't figure out, wait, DJ is only one back or is he two back? What's going on here? Other websites, apps that were not golfchannel.com and PGA tour.com. They were working, dude. ESPNs, sport, like all, why is it? How, how is it the app for the, I don't, what the fuck? <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> How come they, they can get the stats out of ESPN? And they're updated or DraftKings? They're Draft not even on ABC at all? Or anything to do with ABC? DraftKings was live with this shit. Like I was looking, I was like, oh, look, that's what the actual word is. How is that possible? I what? don't understand. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever at all. But so that, I get know, it. The outrage was there. And then poor, it's like, well, just, it's a poor product. It's a poor product. We really, we know this. This is all the same outrage every week. We need to outrage Josh, Josh <laughs> Bennett out there. We need you to be mad about something original. Like uh, people thinking that it's better to be in the fairway from 100 than the rough from 80. Boom. Apparently, yeah, apparently you're supposed to be from in the rough from 80 is the right answer. Whatever. Let's talk about next week because we got five minutes to go before the hour is up. Uh, this is the WGC Mexico, but it's not in Mexico. It's in Florida. It's in the concessions. And actually, Eric, our buddy, Matt Hayes. You remember Matt Hayes? Hayes Wrangler yeah. from League. A guy that I've been friends with for a decade or more. Two decades. My God, I'm old. But the guy, he's uh, played the course 40 times, dude. 40 or more. He says it's just a pure, pure course. And... I know this kid's a good golfer. He's a scratch. Uh, tried to get on the tour. Yada, yada, yada. Has money and knows people. So he's able to play at Augusta and like has connections to play good courses. He lives on right next to Brooks. And he works out with the DJ at the same gym as DJ and Brooks. So this kid knows what he's doing. Knows what he's playing. He's played it 40 times. He told me. I said, what do we need to know? Who's going to win? How, who, how, what do you need? He said, approach shots and short game are premiums. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just another day in the life of the PGA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, are the greens smaller? Are they bigger? What's the deal? He's like, the greens are smaller, and there's crazy complexes, okay? So you got to be careful of that. I'm like, okay, another day in life again. But so even the larger greens, they have zones where you need to be in the right zone. Fairways are easy to hit off the tee. You just need to keep it in play in certain areas. And there are some massive fall-offs around the greens. So I think it's going to be an approach week. I think it's going to be a Morikawa, a Hideki, uh, whoever's got an approach lately, whoever's been in the top 10. Pick them. What do you think about this week? The field is stacked. How expensive will DJ be? Uh, in a, a no-cut event? Mm-hmm. 
I think DraftKings gets a little aggressive with it. Like twenty, like ten thousand five hundred. No, 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 aggressive. Like thirteen thousand. <laughs> I bet he's close to twelve thousand. Okay, I bet he's yeah. I bet he's twelve two. They're gonna make it. They're gonna force you if you want DJ. You're gonna have to take the bottom, right? Because there's like what eighty like people, that. seventy people. Yeah, we need so, that. Yeah, make it fun, and then and then this week proves you don't need DJ necessarily. I mean, the guy that won the short game took DJ, but um, well, um, the only people that aren't here are Tiger and Paul Casey, pretty much out of everyone. So I mean, like it's gonna oh. be super stacked. It's gonna have like the best field it's gonna be crazy pricing what you're gonna to have to do though is you're gonna to have to pepper the ak range right and maybe even start all your lineups using at least two of those ak range names i would we play florida guys is this now a florida course and so we're in florida guys so belly horseshoe week i was told i don't even know if Horschel's in the top 50 in the world i don't think he is um, who, who needs money? We're always motivated by money. That's a motivation that you need to look into because this is a lot of money and you get it no matter what by playing here. And the better you play, the more you get. So who wants it? Find out and then click them. The one and done pick. Well, it was awful this week. Picked Rory, but do we care? I think we go with Xander or JT. Maybe you go back to JT. I think back to JT, back to Florida, back to... You know, a comfortable scenario. I mean, Xander, you know, he's no JT. Yeah, exactly. Are we, we're just using up all our good players. You got to. All right. So then Monday, tomorrow, I do a first look. I go live as soon as the pricing has dropped by DraftKings. I will go live. I'll sh- share my opinions on what I see. And then tomorrow night, I have a preferred lines podcast. You can find us going live on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. We do all of that. It's great. It's fun. Me and Joe Idoni at Tour Picks. We got a big guest tomorrow too. We got a big announcement. Joe's got an announcement. So come to that. Join us then. Oh. And then Wednesday, we'll be back to talk ownership using our friends at Fanshare. Use the promo code Fantasy Golf Pod for 20% off fanshare You can get a subscription there and learn everything you need to learn. Eric, did we need to give away a Albatross ticket? Who Jesse was was talking? Tim was talking. Cecil was in here. Cecil was in here and he won with Homa. But I don't know. Does Cecil want to play with us in a contest? Probably not. Let's just give this Jesse kid a chance. Because he says, I'm looking forward to next week's house bed. I love the house bed graphic. It's so detailed. <laughs> so my guy, Jesse, DM me or the Fantasy Golf Pod. I'm Eddie Diner Realty. That's the program for this week. And like I said, we're going to give away another ticket to an albatross if you just comment the winner and then they win. You're in for the next week. And which is the API. We have the WGC, the API, and then the players. My gosh, it's golf season. Let's go. Should I play the music and get us out of here? Woo! (laughs) Thank you for watching. Like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. And don't forget... Sign up for fansharesports.com and get the discount of 20% off using the promo code Fantasy Golf Pie. (laughs) (laughs) Always be closing, baby. Always be selling. Hey, if you need a realtor, I'm also a realtor. (laughs) (laughs) See everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye.